Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the game that probably knocked the Colts permanently out of the playoff race. Uh, they may not be officially out of it, but they are on life support, and the hospital has bad electrical wiring. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about the loss in Foxborough. Uh, 16 years and going, uh, the Colts have not been able to win in New England. They lost 26-3. to uh, The Patriots move up to 5-4, and four, and the Colts drop to 3-5-1. and one. Let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who watched this game from beginning to end, uh, my sincerest apologies. This one was rough across the board. Uh, in many ways, it played out uh, in the ways that we thought it might, where just the matchups between these two teams uh, were not great. The The Patriots are a team that can get to the quarterback, and we'll talk about that, but they did that repeatedly. Uh, this was a game where uh, Belichick held up to his standard of uh, disrupting younger quarterbacks who were you know, sort of new to coming into New England or facing the Patriots. Uh, all of that held true. And look, uh, the score makes it seem like the defense was a big part of this uh, of this loss. And certainly giving up 26 points is a big part of the story. But uh, honestly, I, I think the, the bigger story here is the offense. For those of you who watched, uh, this is an offense that could not sustain any drives. The only drive that they sustained for any length of time uh, in a meaningful way was when Sam Ellinger was uh, uh, sacked but face-masked, and they got a 15-yard penalty, and it kept the drive alive. Otherwise, this offense throughout the day was completely inept, uh, and inept in a way that you rarely see in an NFL club, especially one that came into the season with the hopes of winning the AFC South. So let's get into the stats from the Colts' offense. So at the top, Sam Ellinger. Um, he went 15 for 29 for just 51.7% completion, only 103 yards passing, which is a measly 3.6 yards per attempt. No touchdowns, one interception, and the most alarming and jarring statistic, nine sacks, nine sacks in a single game. Was some of that on him? Absolutely. Um, was the offensive line a big problem in this game? <laughs> uh, that is probably understating it. Uh, Matt Pryor at one point during the game uh, was benched uh, for Will Freeze. And uh, obviously, Dennis Kelly was not out at left tackle. Rookie uh, left tackle Bernhard Ryman uh, did play. Uh, and this was 
a disaster on all levels. It was a, a terrible matchup for the Colts. Uh, the Patriots uh, are a defense that right now uh, they're able to disrupt the pocket. And boy, we saw that. Uh, Judon in particular was uh, just having uh, a day at the office. Um, and for the Colts, they couldn't get anything going. I mean, across the board, this was just a dismal performance. Uh, the leading rusher for the Colts was Sam Ellinger with five rushes for 39 yards. Uh, behind him, Deion Jackson had 11 carries for just 23 yards, a 2.1 average. Um, Wilkins, three carries for 13 yards. Uh, Philip Lindsay, one carry for two yards. Just a dreadful, dreadful day. Uh, undoubtedly, this will probably stick the Colts at 32nd dead last in the league in offense uh, coming out of this game. Uh, the receivers, not much better. Alec Pierce, one reception for 23 yards. Michael Pittman, three receptions for 22 yards. Uh, Wilkins, four receptions for 15 yards. Paris Campbell, two for 15. Mo Ali Cox, who has been invisible for most of the season, uh, two catches for 13 yards. Uh, Deion Jackson, two catches for 13 yards. This offense right now is completely uh, just a, a disaster from top to bottom. Um, obviously, the Patriots are a tough team, but three points in the NFL won't cut it. That's, that is a terrible outcome for uh, a team if you're Detroit and you're rebuilding or you're Jacksonville or you're rebuilding. And the Colts were not supposed to be in the same conversation with rebuilding teams. So this doesn't happen every week. But this offense, it's undeniable, has not been working this year. Uh, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, uh, put Nick Foles in there. I don't think it's going to matter. This offensive line is a big, big issue. Uh, their inability to sustain drives, uh, nothing is working right now. And we saw that in New England. As for New England on defense, they had to be giddy with what they saw. Uh, as I mentioned, Judon had three sacks on the day. He came in with eight. He left with 11. Uh, Uche had three sacks as well. Uh, several other guys added in one sack, half a sack uh, here and there. This was uh, in the quarterback hits were uh, double digits in this game. Uh, and that's sort of the story of, of what happened here. The, uh, the wide receivers didn't have a lot of opportunities and Sam Ellinger honestly didn't have a lot of time to get them the ball. Uh, just, Honestly, one of the, the worst offensive performances I've seen in years. And I'd like to keep this podcast pretty even keel uh, to you know just give you the numbers, how it ran down. But there's no way to talk about this game without recognizing just how bad this offense was. This is an inexcusably bad offense. And I think the, the drums, the, the talk of Frank Reich being on the hot seat if it wasn't already going on, and rest assured, it was going on at three, five, and one, and with an offense that just scored three points um, on the road, the the talk of him being on the hot seat has has gone into overdrive. Will anything happen? That remains to be seen. We'll talk about that uh, on future podcasts. But right now, uh, that that offensive performance was offensive. All right, let's talk about what the defense did, how the Patriots fared in this one. That twenty six points sounds impressive. It may not be, um, <laughs> but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is Dave Walker, and we are talking about the drubbing that the Colts took in New England 
26 to 3. Uh, they dropped 3 5 and 1. Talk of Frank Reich being on the hot seat has ramped up. Uh, so let's get into what the defense did and how they fared against uh, Mac Jones and the offense. So, first things first, the score is uh, very deceiving. That 26 points, first of all, seven was from a pick six at the end of the game. Uh, and additionally, the other touchdown came off of uh, a very, very short field from, you know, a gaff on uh, special teams. So yet again, you've got f- essentially 14 points that uh, I don't think you can put on the defense. This defense mostly held the Patriots to nothing but field goals. Um, this is uh, inarguably a uh, defense right now that is in my mind, is more than holding up their end of the bargain. They are doing everything they're supposed to do. Uh, They are getting absolutely no help from the offense. And even without that help, I think they are still performing in such a way uh, that they're keeping the the game close, that uh, any kind of push by the offense could put them back into the game. And we're just not seeing that. And you got to feel bad for guys like uh, DeForest Buckner, uh, Grover Stewart, who are having great seasons. Uh, Stewart in particular... Uh, we've talked about him in the past. He is, uh, I think he is on his way to his first Pro Bowl. Uh, he has been an absolute force up the middle. Great fit in this defense. Um, and you have an offense right now that cannot play complementary football. So let's talk about the Patriots stats coming out of this one. Uh, Mac Jones was 20 for 30, 66.7%, 147 yards, 4.9 yard average. He was sacked four times. Uh, for a passer rating of 89.2. Uh, and Mac Jones has clearly taken a step back from his rookie year into year two. Uh, but the the Colts were getting into the backfield. They were disrupting him. And we talked about uh, their issues in the offensive line and missing some key guys. And I think we saw that. Uh, Mac Jones, even though those stats are, you know, they're pedestrian, uh, he actually probably looked worse than that. Uh, their rushing game, uh, Stevenson, 15 carries for 60 yards. Uh, Taylor, uh, nine or 10 carries for nine yards. Uh, they held the Patriots to just two and a half yards average on the ground. Um, their receiving core, Hunter Henry, of course, uh, four receptions for 50 yards. Uh, Jacoby Myers, five receptions for 42 yards. This Patriots offense was not getting much done on the afternoon. The defense was playing very well. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, some of those guys earlier. Quiddy Pay came back. Uh, he came back and immediately added another sack, uh, you know, onto his uh, stat column. Uh, DeForest Buckner had a sack. Uh, Zaire Franklin with half a sack. Uh, Blackman with a sack. Uh, and Gakwe with half of a sack. And overall, this is a defense that, you know, the pass rush is still somewhat uh, – Average, and I think getting payback is going to help that. We already saw that, obviously, in this game uh, with the four sacks going up against this New England offensive line. And obviously getting payback, uh, I think, adds that extra dimension on both ends, both defensive ends. Uh, and Gakwe, uh, I think, has been mostly disappointing this year. He does have you know four sacks, five sacks now uh, coming out of this game. But uh, you know he's the kind of guy we're expecting 10, maybe 12 sacks from. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Shaquille Leonard was back, played a little bit more, um, and I thought he he looked a little bit better. Still, probably not back to full speed. Um, but overall, this defense uh, again, I, I just want to keep emphasizing it because this is 
it's easy to look at the box score and think, okay, the defense did not hold up there in the bargain. Uh, no, that is not the case. Uh, they they did what they needed to do, and at this point, uh, we need an offense that is going to uh, help them and uh, set them up for success. This is a, a dysfunctional team right now from the standpoint of you've got one half that is playing at a top 10 level. This defense is a top 10 defense right now. Um, and they may take a step back, unfortunately, uh, because some of these uh, stats are going to work against them, even though they're not their responsibility. But purely by the play on the field, this defense is doing their job. This offense is letting them down over and over and over and over and over again. Um, it's the worst offense in the league. Uh, I think you know Matt Ryan was not playing great, but I think in many ways he was probably a scapegoat uh, for the larger issues going on here. And I still, I, I still like the potential of Sam Ellinger. I want to see what he has. Uh, I want to see what he can do um, with you know a more functional, slightly more functional offensive line. But right now. This is a team in disarray, and this game was sort of the uh, the pinnacle of that. Um, it puts the Colts in a position where they're going to have to win out to have a hope of making the playoffs, and, and I just don't I don't see that happening. If there's any consolation, it's that Tennessee lost, and they are still somehow in the thick of being able to win the AFC South. But right now, are any of you willing to bet on this team? making a run through the rest of the season. Uh, and that answer, I think, is pretty clear. All right, guys, uh, rough week. Hopefully, uh, this next uh, weekend will prove to be better. We'll see how this plays out. But right now, uh, I've got to imagine that uh, Jim Irsay and leadership uh, inside of Indy are not happy with what they're seeing. Uh, we'll see what that translates into as we go into the back half of this 2022 season. All right, guys, if you have thoughts or feedback, you can reach out to me on Twitter at NFLDW. Otherwise, find our articles daily at stampedeblue.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.